Well, I want to read from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And just yesterday, uh, let alone this morning, God was just speaking to me about what to bring today. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. And it says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Verse 9 says, What gain has the worker from his toil? I've seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. I perceive, verse 14, that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done it so that people fear before Him. I want to speak to you today on the subject of times and seasons. Back in 2005, I received a prophecy where this prophet told me that three seasons would repeat themselves in my life. A season of pruning, a season of preparation, and a season of productivity. And just as I thought that I would never go into a season of productivity, all of a sudden the seasons would change and I would find myself not just being pruned and cut, not just being prepared, but beginning to produce fruit. And I've observed that that's not just true for me, but it's true for every single one of us. All of us will go through seasons of pruning, seasons of preparation, and seasons of productivity. And our idea of fruitfulness is never-ending productivity. But God's idea of fruitfulness is to take us through the seasons of life. You talk to a farmer and a farmer will tell you that every season is needed for harvest. You can't just expect to go through the season of summer or of spring and that be the entirety of the season and expect productivity. You need every season in your life in the natural to actually see harvest uh, come into your crop. Well, as in the natural, so in the supernatural. God has a purpose for every single season of our lives. I remember being 15 years old and having a crush on a certain young lady. And I organized my parents to take me to her netball game. And I turned up there on the side of the netball court with flowers and a card, waiting, looking like an idiot as people giggled at me. And at the end of the game, we went for what I was hoping was going to be a very romantic 
week walk and we sat down on a park bench and I gave her the flowers and, and read out the card to her, pouring out my heart to her, only to have the response come back, well, I just want to be friends. And I'm thinking to myself, friends? Oh, I, I, I've gone to a lot of effort here, honey. I mean, I, I'm, I want more than friendship. And she said, I'd just like us to build our friendship. And so I took that as rejection and I walked back to the car. Mum and dad were waiting for me, true story, with my tail between my legs. And I hop into the car and I'm all disappointed and I'm upset and I'm hurt. And 12 months went by and never saw this young lady. 12 months later, this young lady walked up to me at a particular church event and uh, she handed a card to me. We had a pleasant conversation. And uh, in the card, she was now pouring out her heart for me and wanting to take this relationship further. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, oh, the shoe's on the other foot now, isn't it? Hey, so what are we going to do about this? How are we going to respond to this? Well, I responded like any 16-year-old testosterone-filled male would. I'm like, let's take her out on a date in Jesus' name. And that lady became my wife. And so I want to tell you that in life, there are things that happen in certain seasons where there are things that are on your heart that may not be outworked in that time, in that season, but it doesn't change God's purposes for your life. You see, there are two dimensions of time that God has appointed. There is chronos time, the ticking of the clock, the turning of the calendar. But then there is also kairos time, which is that God-appointed window of opportunity where you've got to discern it and you've got to seize it if you're going to maximize the season that you find yourself in. And most of us, even believers, we live according to chronos time, the ticking of the clock, the turning of the calendar, and we fail to discern the seasons of God for our lives. And one of the great problems with our brokenness is we tend to be spiritually dull or lack discernment of God's times and seasons for our lives. And the wisdom writer in this passage says, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. And one of the most important keys to success in life is to actually identify the season that God has you in. Because when you're ignorant of the season that God has you in, it actually produces disillusionment. I can remember over 20 years ago being an intern at our church and I had the privilege of preaching a few messages and they'd recorded those messages and put them on cassette tape. Does anyone remember cassette tapes? And so a conference was happening in the church and uh, I went to the associate pastor and said, hey, you know, I've been preaching and I've got these messages recorded. Do you think I could package those things up and sell them at the conference? And I was a young whippersnapper preacher and full of passion and enthusiasm to get the word out there. I think it was more in that moment about building my platform. But And the pastor looked at me and he said, he smiled and he said, you know what, Corey, I love your passion, but that's not you, the season that God has you in right now. You see, in our lives, every season contains certain boundaries. And if you bring the wrong action at the wrong time, you're going to get the wrong outcome in the seasons of your life. But if you align the right action with the right season, you'll get the right result. 
So when I was an intern, they gave me the chair ministry. And after five minutes of the chair ministry, I knew God was calling me to another chair ministry, uh, another ministry in the life of the church. And I said to God, I was complaining and I said, Holy Spirit, I thought you called me to be a prophet to the nations. And here I am setting up the chairs. And the Holy Spirit said to me, ministry to the nations begins with ministry to the chairs, set up the chairs. And so it was clear that God was not up for negotiation. So I just obeyed and did what I was told to do. But fast forward 15 years. I'm now in Singapore. I'm preaching at a large church. And the pastor takes me out for dinner after the service. And he says, uh, when you, uh, I want you to come to Jakarta, Indonesia. And when you land there, I want you to speak on my TV show. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, a little VCR out the back of the youth hall with like two people watching it. I said, oh, how long you been doing this? 10 years. How many people tune in? He goes, oh, about 20 million people watch my TV show. And so I'm about to swallow my tongue as he's telling me all about what he wants me to do. And then he says to me, and I want to take your books and I want to translate them at no cost to you. We'll take on the cost. And I want to translate them into Bahasa Indonesian and send them right around Indonesia. And all of a sudden, as I'm listening to this unfold, the Holy Spirit says to me, didn't I tell you ministry to the nations begins with ministry to the chairs? And I want to say to someone today, you've got to understand there is a difference between God's purpose and God's timing in your life. Don't misinterpret God's purpose just because the timing is off in your life. God's purpose for Abram was that he would be the father of many nations. But God's timing for Abram was different to Abraham's timing. There was a different timing in God's purpose for Abraham's life that he needed to pay attention to. You see, the right purpose at the wrong time will equal confusion. But the right action with the right purpose at the right time will equal acceleration in your life. And one of the primary functions of leadership and what distinguishes leadership in the house of God beyond other uh, well-meaning ministries is that leadership is required to discern what is the intersection between God's purpose and God's timing in the life of the church and in people's lives. And I believe if ever there was a time to ask God to anoint us as His people with discernment and understanding of the times and the seasons that we live in, now is that time. So you develop understanding into the times and seasons of your life by actually cultivating spiritual awareness through intimacy with God. The Bible says in verse 11 that God has made everything beautiful in its time. And if God is the source of our time, we must be in constant communication with Him about the times and seasons of our life. I heard a pastor friend of mine tell about how his mentor was a merchant sailor who was walking up the gangplank of the Titanic. And as he's walking up the gangplank, the Holy Spirit speaks to him and says, don't go onto this boat, it's risky. That's all he heard. And it was so striking within his heart that he stopped and everyone's sort of lining up and he stopped and he turned around and walked back down the gangplank and saved his life. 
Now, God loved every single person that was on that boat that day. But could it be that only one person was tuned in to the voice of the Holy Spirit and discerning of the time and the season that they were finding themselves in? And you need to understand that when Jesus taught about the Holy Spirit in John 16, He was talking and describing the Holy Spirit as the helper who guides us into all truth and tells us what is to come. Every single believer watching online today, every single believer that's in this auditorium today, you have an internal GPS system called God's positioning system in your life. It's called the Holy Spirit and He is the helper and He will guide you into all truth and He will tell you what is to come and the closer you get to the Holy Spirit, the better that you will hear and the more aware that you will become of His will and His purpose and His intentions for your life. But often, unfortunately, one of the greatest obstacles to cultivating awareness is we tend to approach the temporary without considering our eternity. God's Word says in verse 11, God has put eternity into man's heart. You need to understand today that God is eternal. He exists outside of the time and space continuum. Before we were, He was. And after we are, He still will be. God is not subject to time and matter. To Him, one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as one day. And when you and I fail to live with our eternity in mind, we waste the time that God gives us in these temporary days. And we fail to appreciate that God has got an intention for our our day today, that God has got a purpose for this season of our lives. And this reality came home to me four years ago when my 59-year-old mother passed away as she breathed her last breath after suffering with a lung disease for 25 years. I recognize in that moment how fleeting life is. And before my mother passed away, she said, Son, stay, whatever you do, stay within whispering distance of Jesus. And in that moment, as she breathed her her final breath, I was reminded that that temporary is very short, but eternity is very long. And what I do today and how I live today and how we live in this life must be lived in light of eternity and what is on the other side of these days that we find ourselves in. We need to pray like Moses prayed in Psalm 90:12, teach us to number our days so that we may get a heart of wisdom. How do you live with eternity in mind? Actually, it's simpler than what we think. You follow the leading of the Holy Spirit rather than following your lead. The Bible says in verse 14, I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done it so that people fear before Him. In other words, what God authors, God sustains. What you offer in your flesh, guess what? You have to maintain. You have to sustain. But what the Spirit births in your life, He is responsible to maintain through your partnership. Jesus said it like this in John 3, 6. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. 
You know, in cycling, they talk about the drafting effect, where if you would get into the slipstream of another rider, you can actually save anywhere from 25 to 50% of your energy by eliminating the, the resistance drag that can come when you're out on your own. And so the greater the resistance, the greater the benefit to getting into the slipstream of the rider in front of you so that you can conserve energy. Well, I think too often in life, many of us, even believers, we're trying to live life out on our own, not realizing we're actually increasing the resistance rather than getting into the slipstream of the Holy Spirit and following Jesus where He wants us to go and what He wants us to do in our life. And when you approach life with self at the center, you simply increase the resistance. And there is enough resistance in following Jesus, let alone not following Him. I don't know about you, but the Bible says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. If there's one person I don't want to get resistance from, it's the Holy Spirit. But as I begin to get into the slipstream of the Spirit and follow Him, I don't have to try and make something of my life because Jesus said, follow me and I will make you something. Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. We're living in a world right now where so many people are worrying about where are the leaders? Who's going to lead us through all of this chaos? And Jesus is like, stop worrying about leadership and start following me because I'll lead you through the storm. I'll lead you through the chaos. I will go guide you and take you where you need to go. We've got to trust that God, as we follow him, will make us and guide us to do the things that he has called us to do. Can I encourage every single one of us today? Don't you dare put off till tomorrow what God has called you to do today. The disciples came to Jesus in Acts 1.6 and said, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus said, this is above your pay grade. You, 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 you have not walked with the Father long enough to work all this out. He goes, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but. If you notice in the Bible, the word but's a very important word. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In other words, don't focus upon things that the Father has fixed by His, His purposes and His time and authority for your life. Focus on the mission. Focus on the day. Sufficient for the day is its trouble. The focus on the season that God has you in. Get focused on the mission that God has called you to, that God has entrusted you with. And all of a sudden, as you begin to align the right purpose and the right faith and the right expectation with the right time and season for your life, you'll be amazed at the fruit that comes out of your life. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6 to now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And so wherever you are, are right now, I just want to take this moment to pray for you. Firstly, I want to pray for any believers that are in a moment where they just lack awareness, not discerning the time and the season of God for their life. And then I want to extend an invitation to anybody here today that has never asked Jesus Christ to become their Lord and Savior. We've just heard it. Now is the day of salvation. 
Today is the time and the season. Don't put off till tomorrow what God has called you to do today. So wherever you are right now, why don't you close your eyes with me and let's begin to pray together. Father, I just pray right now for every single uh, member of this church, every single believer, Father, that's watching online. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for every single person from the youngest to the oldest. Lord, each of us have purpose to our lives. We have purpose in this season. And God, there's so much in the world that's going on that's chaotic, that just seems out of control. And yet in the midst of it, oh God, you say there is a time for every matter under heaven. There is a purpose for every season in our lives. And I'm praying right now, God, that as we lean into you in this moment, that God, you would speak to us, that God, you would lead us and you would guide us that our hunger and our appetite for the things of the spirit would go deeper in this time and we would be able to discern the time and the season each of us are in as well as this church and recognize oh God that there are certain things you want us to do certain things that you want us to approach and so father I just pray for every believer right now that like the sons of Issachar we would understand the times we are living in and we would know what to do oh God as we walk with you and as we obey your leadership in our lives in Jesus name and for every person here today in the auditorium or that's watching online that's never asked Jesus Christ to become your Lord and Savior you need to know that God loves you so much he created you for relationship with him our sin our brokenness Our fallenness has separated us from right relationship with God. But God loved us so much that He gave us Jesus. And every single one of us have an opportunity, an invitation today, right in this time, right in this season, to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, to actually be reconciled back to God and to follow Jesus for the rest of our day.